turned me into a dog. Can you believe this? And you're invited too! Jams and Melissa, so right on. Jams and Melissa. Your favorite Your favorite one. Jams and Melissa, it's coming on. Good morning. Welcome to Saturday Morning Obscurities. Hello. Hello. I'm your sister host, Melissa. I'm your brother host, Jams. Hi. Hello. It has been... A minute for, not for you guys. I mean, it's been two weeks for you guys. For like us, normal. Yeah, for, like normal. For us, it's been like like six weeks or something like that. Yeah, uh, a I while. Moved, yeah, I moved uh, and I knew ahead of time, like, okay, I'm going to have to like stop recording while I'm packing so I can pack my equipment and everything. So it took a, lo- a while after I got back to like, okay, I don't have a desk yet. Because at the old place, <laughs> I had like a little sewing desk and I would just like sit in like the middle of the room crowded and record on that. Um, but I had to wait to buy an actual desk after I moved in. But now I have a real full desk that Hooray. can fit more than one of me underneath of it. Adult uh, size. Adult sized, yes. And we're all set up. So we're, if we're a little rusty, that's why. Um, <laughs> But uh, before we get into our What's New Scooby-Doo, oh, we need to explain the show. If you haven't been here before. Oh, uh, absolutely. Yeah. We're uh, two siblings, Jams and Melissa Wilkinson, uh, and we go back and look at old cartoon obscurities and kid show obscurities that you feel like you're the only one that remembers. Mm -hmm. Uh, Today, we're going to be talking about Cartoon Network groovies. But before we get into that, uh, we have an iTunes review. Yes. We have our very first iTunes review, and as is tradition and rule, if you leave us a five-star iTunes review, either, and if you screen cap it or send, write a five-star review somewhere else and screen cap it and send it to us, it'll get read on the show. So here we go, our first iTunes review. Uh, this is by T. Wilkinson. I wonder who that could be. Uh, I mean, t- our, titled- older brother is, our older brother is named Tim, but I believe that to be a complete coincidence. Yeah, there's no way this is the same man. Uh, title of the review, five stars, I feel like part of the family. <laughs> I absolutely love the banter and joy these two bring to these topics. As an adult who has never stopped watching cartoons, these two podcasters and their show have a special place in my heart. It reminds me of conversations that I've had with my own siblings. It, I truly feel like a part of the family every time I listen. Thank you so much, T. Wilkinson, who, whoever you are, wherever <laughs> you, you are. Thank you, mystery fan. Thank you, mystery fan. It's, it's, it's very appreciated. <laughs> if, you, if you want to get your review read on the air... Uh, leave us a five-star iTunes review and send us a screenshot or leave us fi- a five-star review somewhere else and send us a screenshot. And we'll read it on there. Thank you, thank mm. you guys so much. This really Thanks. helps people find the show. Yeah. Mel, before we get any further, do you have a What's New Scooby-Doo? What have you been watching? Anything new you've been ingesting? I have. It's a topic from my other podcast, The Review Show, so I'm kind of double dipping here, but I... I recently sat down and watched all of season one of My Hero Academia. No, you didn't. You didn't tell me? (laughs) You know I I love that show. I presumed you were subscribed to my podcast feed and would learn that way. It's it's been six weeks and I have to to catch up on a lot of podcasts. I have the Morphin Grid. I'm way behind on that. 
I don't expect you to listen to it, but I thought you would see the description and say, ah, Melissa watched this. I'm surprised I didn't. (laughs) This is on me. Yeah, that's that's fantastic. What did you think? I I dug it. You showed me like the first two episodes a couple years ago. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, I get what this is about. I get why this has been such a hot topic lately. I don't really know if it's for me. And part of that is that I've found, like, it's hard for me to really connect to new young adult things. Like, I can go back and watch all the young adult things I liked when I was a young adult. But mm. now that I'm 30, I I, I just want to see other 30-year-olds. I want to see myself, not a bunch of high schoolers. Do you, do you think that prevents you from enjoying new coming-of-age stories? Uh, sometimes. It depends on what it is. Okay. Not to say that My Hero Academia is a coming of age story, but that's a big genre. Mm. Uh, that's, you know, an excellent genre of movies. That's interesting <laughs> that you can no longer appreciate that. I, I like them. I watched Booksmart recently. I loved that. I think that I just great. have like a limit on like teen high school stories. Like I can only take in so many. And if I go over that line, I become crabby. I won't be <laughs> like this forever. I know yeah. this is just like a weird late 20s early 30s media habit i have and it'll go away it'll phase out but yes the second watch through i got a lot more out of my hero academia i think i'm i think i'm gonna go ahead to season two especially because i know this show is so complicated it is like 30 (laughs) named characters you need to know if i I wait i'm going to forget everything by the time i start season two (laughs) so i might as well do it now yeah, you're not wrong. It is a lot to remember at first, but I can't say it's easy to remember because I've watched through the show so many times. I'm just I just know all the characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, Mel, if you uh, can't get behind uh, teen dramas, teen high school dramas, I have bad news about a <laughs> lot of anime. I think that's it. I think all the anime people try and show me is high school. And I'm like, I want to see an office, please. More office-based anime. I mean, that's not to say there's not office-based anime. There's a a bit. But, like, a lot of it is high school, like, era. Because that's a lot of it is either coming-of-age stories or, like, you know, magical girl. That's high school. Like, there's a lot. I want to see a magical woman. I want to see a magic 30-year-old. That's Bayonetta. Okay, you you have a point. You got me there. <laughs> uh, that's what have you been watching? I was gonna say that's that's great that you're watching that. I can't wait to mm-hmm. expose that to you more. Um, <laughs> well, I've had six weeks to ingest stuff, um, mm. so I have been watching. I've been going back and reviewing some uh, favorites and some like new shows. So, a favorite that I recently went back and watched was an anime called Silver Spoon. Uh, oh! Sil- yes, Silver Spoon is one of my, probably my favorite anime. I'm still reading the manga, so I haven't decided if that's my favorite manga. But it's just about this high school kid who is, like, from the city, and he has, like, a really, like, anxiety, like, traumatizing, like, inducing family culture, where his dad has, like, very high expectations Mm. And it like he's found that it ruins his like experience in high school. So in in Japan, you can like choose which high school you want to go to for middle school. So he says, just put me in the high school that's furthest away from here and I can oh. stay there. And they send him to a agricultural 
like high school out in like farmland and he mm-hmm. learns how he learns about farms and animals and like like ecosystems and like processing food and like taking care of horses and it's like a very wholesome and like fun environment and ah. it's it's just very pure uh unfortunately the anime only covers about like two-thirds i think or maybe even a half of the manga uh but it's it's the the amount that is animated right now is excellent i've also just finished uh yesterday i just finished uh the first season of the owl house uh, oh ha- have you heard of owl house uh this is a disney channel cartoon isn't it it is yes it is i i can't think of the creator right now even though i saw their name every title card um <laughs> but you you would definitely really enjoy the owl house it's about okay. it's about this girl named luce who is a kind of an outcast at home mm-hmm. uh, can't really get along with anyone is a little too uh overboard with some of the things she likes uh and her parents are like you're too much we're sending you to boring summer camp where you're gonna learn about balancing checkbooks uh, oh. <laughs> and instead she goes through a portal to a magical place called the boiling isles and starts to live with a, a witch uh and this little demon called king uh who is voiced by alex hirsch the whole show oh uh, and it's very fun and like she learns how to do magic her way like as a human in this world oh. and it's it's just, it's very LGBT friendly, very wholesome. It has a lot of Gravity Falls feels to it. Mm-hmm. It's just excellent. Every, everyone I've talked to loves it, and I, I have to agree. I love it too. Nice. I'll do check that out. Yeah, I think you would like it. Um, but yeah, that's What's New Scooby-Doo. That's six weeks of w- worth of What's New Scooby-Doo. <laughs> Let's talk about today's episode. Yes, I picked this one. I really wanted to cover the Cartoon Network Groovies, which were interstitial music videos that aired during commercial breaks on Cartoon Network, some of which included original animation, some of which were remixes of older animation. I loved these things. It was such a treat whenever they came on, and they exist only as like YouTube videos uploaded not by the official Cartoon Network channel. Yeah. So I really wanted Very to cover often them. Bad quality. Well, there is a playlist of the high resolution ones. Not all of them, but some of them. You can see like the Courage the Cowardly Dog one in in glittering high definition. But I really wanted to cover these. In case they disappear, because <laughs> like I said, they're ju- they're just YouTube videos. They're just out there. There's no guarantee they'll be there tomorrow. Life is short. Hug your friends. <laughs> Hug your friends. Kiss your dad square on the lips and watch Cartoon <laughs> Network movies. Yes, that's not a bad reason. I didn't know that was your reason for picking these, but that's a good idea. Because like uh, they're not on HBO Max. I don't think they're archived anywhere. So I, I thought we should we should do these and be an audio archive. While we can. (laughs) Not that I feel like these things are in immediate danger, but you never know. I mean, look at Doctor Who. (laughs) (laughs) Doctor Who was not archived because no one thought anyone cared. And I can kind of see the same thing happening to cartoons. Cartoons are Mm -hmm. only recently more relevant to a lot of people's lives uh, as as being, you know, working in the cartoon industry is a growing job. Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah, back in the day when people made entertainment, they were like, no one's going to want to watch this again. Throw it away. Yeah. Yeah. Burn that tape. Record over it. Exactly. 
Such a bonkers thing. Uh, but yeah, so Mel sent me a specific playlist that you found on YouTube. Mm. Uh, the playlist is by the YouTube user Inferna77. Just the the best uh, playlist we could find. Mm. Uh, it doesn't have, uh, probably, does, probably doesn't have all of them. There's also another playlist by Jacob Santos, Cartoon Network Groovies in 4K Remastered. And it's only... I, I did. I did. Oh. <laughs> you didn't tell it's me a... you were going to watch My Hero Academia and send me another <laughs> playlist? You got to step up your game. I did. I, I just checked my phone, I swear. I sent you the groovies, and then I said, not all of them are here, but here's a remastered playlist. I must have been thinking we were talking about something else. Okay. <sighs> In the text, I should say. That's on me. <laughs> <laughs> I just want it on the record. I provided you with the full materials. That's fair. It's on me. Too busy getting excited about my desk. Mm. So this is, uh, like I said, probably not all of them because some could be lost to time and we just don't remember. Yeah. But this is uh, a good amount. Uh, we probably won't be able to talk about all of these. This would, That would make this a very long episode. Yeah. Uh, but we can't exactly like gloss over these individually it'll be a very short episode so we'll kind of pace this out as we go and figure out what we can do mm. uh usually on the show when we're talking about a tv show we will play the intro under us uh on the podcast for you to hear while you while we talk about it um these some of these are copywritten songs i'm sure so we will be playing all of them we will probably be playing a select few and maybe sl- and maybe clips and snippets of others mm. uh, Mel, what's your history with Cartoon Network groovies? Like I said, I remember seeing them sometimes. I could never really predict when they were going to show up. Uh, Maybe they played during movies. I don't remember anymore. But I do remember that as a kid, it was like a rare, fun surprise to see these things. Yeah. They were just like like commercial stingers, pretty much. Like, Mm. they're there to make sure the kids, like stayed in front of the TV for the most part. Yeah, and like Cartoon Network had great commercial bumpers to begin with. Mm. And then they mixed in these, which are longer than bumpers. Some of them are like 90 seconds, but other ones are like two and a half minutes. Like they're full songs. Yeah, it's definitely uh, random. Uh, As I was taking notes, I, I noticed like, oh, this is one where if it was playing, I would still change the channel to Nickelodeon and see what was playing there before coming Mm. back. Uh, specifically, uh, the one called 24th Century Mecha Mix. Oh, I the, like the, that one. The Jetsons one? The Jetsons, uh, well, <laughs> this one is just kind of like a remix of, uh, Jetsons audio, like just kind of mashed together. Not, mm. I, I do typically enjoy mashups, even of the same song, like com- combined with itself. I guess that's a remix. Um, mm. This one didn't do it for me. Uh, also, the fact that it's only just kaleidoscope footage the whole time. <laughs> I, this is one of the first ones I remember, and I think this set the pace. We're taking this classic old Hanna-Barbera property that's rerunning on Cartoon Network, and we have remixed it. We've got this real jam of a song. I wish somebody would make a live-action Jetsons movie so that this could play in the trailer. <sighs> And it's all the it's all the footage kaleidoscoped, which and it's just like a collection of like abstract fragments of shapes that you know is Rosie the robot. It's recognizable. It's in a format that you get, but it's still weird. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I guess I don't like it for that reason. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. It's just me. Uh, I thought was my, my mic was drooping for a second. Do you have a favorite one that you remember? Because one of these has stood head and shoulders above the rest for me in the last 20 years. Oh, well, go ahead. Which one? Circles. Circles changed my Mm. life. (laughs) They are a very important shape. You're right. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Circles is the, I want to say the Barney Rubble one, but it's just the Flintstones one. Yeah, uh, with with appearances by other Hanna-Barbera characters like Adam Ant and Top Cat. Mm-hmm. Circles is a, a pre-existing song. It's by the band Soul Coughing. I think it's just off of one of their albums. And yeah. then somebody made this video to go along with the song. And it's footage of these cartoon characters walking through the backgrounds that have like the same repeating background. It's like one window and two chairs. But they loop the footage and they put these subtitles at the bottom of the screen. I wrote these down. I needed to speak these. Yeah. It's Barney and he's walking through his house and he says, when did we get more chairs? There goes that same chair. (laughs) Gee, I don't remember buying more chairs. Betty must be redecorating. Did I put more windows in? Wait a minute. Where am I? (laughs) (laughs) It's a very, like, it's almost nightmarish. It's like a very, like, dreamscape. uh, This is what I love about it. Like, it's this joke about how cartoon, and, like, the song is, I don't need to walk around in circles. Yeah. And it's the meta joke. It's the thing, like, kids recognize pretty early on. The background repeats. Scooby-Doo runs past that same, you know, end table with the vase of flowers on it every time he's running away from that ghost. We see it. And so it's like this joke that kids can get, but it takes it to this other level where it's not just we're wisecracking. We're pointing out this joke. How did the characters feel now that they realize they are also in the scenario? And it is this miniature hellscape. It reminded (laughs) me a lot of waiting for Godot. Like Barney's walking around. He's trying to find Fred. He finds Fred and Fred's just pacing back and forth. Barney shows up and he's like, Barney, don't do that. Oh, I'm sorry, Barney. It's just that I think I'm lost. Oh, you're not lost, Fred. We're just stuck in some kind of loop. A loop, huh? We're going to keep walking until we get to the bottom of this. It's just like a a bonkers idea for a music video that worked very well. I I like that it's funny, but also eerie. Mel, I don't know what Waiting for Godot is. Oh, Waiting for Godot is a famous play... Uh, in the last handful of years, Ian McKellen and Patrick Stewart did it. It's about these two guys that are waiting for a third man named Godot to show up. And it's just existential discussions. And one of them's like, why don't we move along? You know, how long have we been waiting? How long are we going to wait? And the other guy's like, don't worry, Godot is going to show up. And they're going to get whatever it is they need to get from Godot. And it goes on for like two hours. And by the end of the play, he's still not there. Huh. That's interesting. Does it have an intermission or just like two hours of just guys, two guys talking? <laughs> I don't remember. I've never seen it live. I would like to. We watched a video of it in, I took a, a theater as literature class in college. Yeah. And I, it, I feel like this is something Circles prepared me for. Circles prepared <laughs> me for a lot of like meta 
and uh, <laughs> and existential crisis breakdowns. Like Circles is the base layer that prepared me for like the Truman Show and WandaVision and too many cooks. Yeah, definitely. I I'm delighted to see there's a lot more hellscapes in the world in, in the I, 2021. <laughs> this was yeah. This is kids' first hellscape. <laughs> Well, let's listen to a little bit. Uh, this is probably a copywritten song, so we're not going to play too much. Mm. Uh, but I'm going to start the video around 25 at 25 seconds uh, so we can get hear the chorus as well. So we're going to hit play. Uh, typically, I guess typically when we play the intros, I time it up so you can watch it with us. But you're going to hear a little snippet. So mm. this is mostly for me editing later. Mm. Uh, uh, at 25 seconds, playing now. Can you hear it? Yeah. He's got such a great voice to the late singer. I didn't look up anything about soul coughing. Yeah. I primarily know soul coughing from this. Yeah, definitely. I uh, was out uh, on a date once, uh, and the person was like, "Oh, my favorite band is Soul Coughing," and they're and I said, "Oh, that's the band that did like Circles and like Rowan," and they looked at me. Like I was crazy, and I'm, and they're like, you know that band, and I'm like, yeah, because of Cartoon Network. I, I won, I, I won some points with that. Yeah, from the Cartoon Network Groovies, and I think they did one song on an X Files soundtrack. That's fantastic. But yeah, that's uh, Cartoon Network's Groovies Circles. Hmm. Very excellent song. Definitely like an earworm. A lot of these, as I was taking notes, were like, this is an earworm, this is an earworm, this mm-hmm. slaps, this is a bop. Um, yeah, and because Circles is just on, like it's just from a regular Soul Coughing album, it's on Spotify, and it's it's in my regular rotation. Good. I, I should add that to my playlist. Um, but uh, when we're talking about Cartoon Network Groovies, there's a few that I think stand out the most to me. Mm-hmm. Um for me, it's definitely like a lot of the like uh, Dexter's Lab episodes. Sorry, a lot of the Dexter's Lab groovies and a lot of like the Powerpuff Girls groovies, but also like the cow- the Courage the Cowardly Dog groovy by They Might Be Giants. Yeah, I'm going hold, to play a little snippet of that. Hold on, let me give you the link to the uh, high res playlist. Well, we're just listening to it. <laughs> Oh, but like, look, now you can see, now you can actually see it. This version you have pulled up right now is so blurry. All right, hold on. All right, there's the better high definition link. Uh, mm. I don't know. I was happy with the, the pixelated one because that's, I don't know, that's, after a while, that's just kind of how cartoons used to look. Like, <laughs> I, I know if you go back, like, it's definitely like a clearer image but like technology was not as good back then. Like mm-hmm. even if you were like doing like pen and paper, doing your cartoons, what's the I forget what the name for that is? Two um, D, your ink and paint. 2D. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, just doing that. That was probably pretty clear. But like looking back, like <laughs> I can't remember it looking clear because it's just what's <laughs> in my head. Yeah, because um, we're picturing it on cable on a CRT television. Exactly, uh, on, a, on a rounded record, screen. Recorded three times over on a VHS tape that's slowly going to melt. Exactly. I mean, we're all going to melt one day. Just yeah, like when the sun day. comes for us. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, They Might Be Giants. 
I don't know if this was the first time I ever heard their music. It could have been. Um, I, mm, they might be giants. They have a, a, a great relationship with kids entertainment. They had they those uh, Tiny Toons music videos. Oh, yeah. I don't know if I ever saw those on, on like TV. They would air as they were like little segments between like the longer segments of Tiny Toons. There's like Istanbul, not Constantinople, but it's Plucky Duck. And I think mm-hmm. Kablam had a music video because they had like a musical segment at the end of the episodes. They had one for The Sun is a Massive Incandescent Gas. Oh, man, I if you out, if anyone out there has access to a way to watch Kablam, please send it to us. I really want to cover that show, but there, it's really hard to find good full videos of episodes um, mm-hmm. but yeah uh we're a a big uh, they might be giants fans um yes. our first my first concert was they might be giants what was was that for you as well um uh I, dad took me to see like a country show out on the I, lawn at <laughs> riverport when i was like nine years old not counting dad concerts because he took me to a blues festival when i was a kid so. oh yeah not counting dad concerts yeah yeah this would have been my first non-dad <laughs> concert yeah uh, yeah this was this was our first concert and it was i don't know i still like them i like them a lot uh yeah. I, I like that they're in this music video like uh john was it john flansberg and what's the other john john linnell John Linnell. Uh, the, these two uh, people that are the singers of this band are both named John. Uh, and they make a couple appearances in the videos as like puppets and like faces in the background and stuff. Um, let's listen to a little bit uh, starting from the beginning. Uh, Courage the Cowardly Dog by They Might Be Giants. Jams editing later starting now. And this video is in the style of uh, a spooky carnival. Yeah, it's like 2D mixed with 3D, and I love it. It looks great. This is the clearest I've ever seen it in my life. (laughs) It's a revelation. (laughs) It's almost too clean. I don't like it. Get it away. Yeah, that's a uh, Courage the Cowardly Dog. It's it's a big earworm for me. I I think about that one yeah. constantly. Um, yeah, it's only a minute and ten seconds long. Goes down easy. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's a, oh, you've pa- you've paused the screen on one of these carnival exhibits. <laughs> it's called the John Wilkes photo booth. Oh wow, I didn't even notice that. It's so I, cheap for a photo booth. That's a buck for three poses. Uh, well, it's steal. back in. I don't. Th- he's not in our time. Courage the cowardly dog. How do you know? They're just in the middle of nowhere, not in the middle of no when. <laughs> I mean, they're probably st- stuck in like 1998. Maybe, but only because that's when it aired. <laughs> um, I mean, walk- I hope there's. I hope they're still out there. I hope Eustace and Muriel are still alive and doing well. <laughs> Uh yeah, let's um let's get an updated version of Courage the Dog like like Animaniacs where they have like smartphones and like new problems. God, more time with Courage's computer. Yeah, just a Courage's computer show. I wonder, if, <laughs> I wonder if that voice actor's still around. I hope so. You twit. <laughs> 
let's quickly kind of run through some of the other groovies. We've only talked yeah. about a few right now. Um, so aside from Courage the Cowardly Dog by uh, They Might Be Giants, I have written TMBG. Um, we also have the Mecha Mix, uh, Meet the Flintstones, which is like a a, uh, a typography music video with it's, a remix under it. It's, it's really v- interesting. I didn't remember this one, but when I saw it, I'm like, yeah, I think I saw this once. And it's just cut up clips of Flintstones. And then spaced out over it are like just facts. Like there were 166 yeah. <laughs> episodes of the Flintstones. Wilma's maiden name is Slag Hoople. The voice yeah. of the Great Kazoo was Harvey Corman. It felt a lot like a very specific era of 90s advertising. Like yeah. almost specific to the channel with how they would do Adult Swim commercials and stuff like that, where it would just be block text like over like a like a loop of an animation mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. very nostalgic um we also have uh el cabong which is kind of like a lovely little almost a double fine animation yes uh, yes just talking about like a little like love story and and when the girl beat the bad guy mm-hmm. uh we, al- we also have a uh, waskily Remix, which is the elmer fudd remix where they do the same thing they did for Meet the Jetsons or Meet the Flintstones mm. and like uh, Mecha, Mecha, Mecha Mix. Mm. Um, let's see. That one almost felt like the Avalanches. Oh, like the, Frontier like the, Psychiatrist. Yeah. F- yeah. Well, they, they do other stuff, but like, yeah, like very like jazzy remixes. Like that one yeah. is pretty good. That um, one's cool. But yeah, that's getting into more specific shows. Uh, the The Time is Now is another one. Uh, that's the Super Friends animated one, where they mm. just uh, have a remix for the, the Great Hall of the Justice League. <laughs> it's, it's great. Yeah, it, it's that one I think about a lot as well. I, I really appreciate that the Groovies included contemporary shows that were newly airing on Cartoon Network and older ones, some of which I do not remember rerunning at that time. I don't think I've ever seen super friends i've there's no reason Mm. they would continue to air adam ant but adam (laughs) ant has a pretty great groovy yeah i don't know if i watched that one i'll need i need i didn't have a lot of time to watch all these because i'm still getting back in the rhythm Mm. of this Mm. so i didn't watch these until right before which typically is what i like to do so it's fresh in my head but still not a great time idea um other older cartoons that we have groovies for is mars forever for uh, Marvin the Martian, that one's very fun. I, I like that one a lot. Uh, Pork Jam and Yogi Bear are... Uh, why can't I think of Mr. Pork's name? <laughs> What's well, his name? forget it. Now it's Mr. Pork. <laughs> why can't I think of it? <laughs> Porky Pig. Porky Pig. Well, <laughs> I was almost there. My kids, I'm your substitute teacher, Mr. Pork. <laughs> Mr. Pork was my father. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's a remix of Porgy Pig and Yogi Bear, respectively. Um, that's <laughs> that's mostly all of the uh, older cartoons. There's also a Johnny Quest one where they're like on a board game. This uh, one I did not remember at all. I swear I've yeah, never seen either. this one, but it looks great. I really yeah. liked it. Yeah, and it is like they're these the animation is wonderful. They're like these little CGI characters done really smoothly, like their video like their board game pieces moving around a board. And the four players are Johnny, Haji, 
race and rascal. Dr. Benton Quest, nowhere to be found. He's not playing <laughs> with his family. He's replaced by a dog. <laughs> Hard times. Yeah, that one was very fun. I love, love to see an animated board game. Uh, and then we kind of get into uh, more based, uh, like cartoon, cartoon era and uh, groovies. Mm-hmm. Do you want to? Ca- uh, hmm, go ahead. Do you want to talk about two of the ones based on older shows that are very prolific in my memories of the groovies? The Jabberjaw one and the Josie and the Pussycats one. Oh, that's a good idea. I forgot about those. I, well, I've, I've been thinking about Jabberjaw because I have things to say about Jabberjaw. But yes, <laughs> let's talk about Josie real quick. Um, yeah, the the concept for the Josie and the Putsy Cats video is that it is the, I suppose, the classic theme song to Josie and the Pussycats, but it keeps cutting between all these different musical genres and like changing the music and like reanimating them. So they start in their like 1960s bubblegum pop and then they're in disco. They're in like hard Sex Pistols punk, like country and Western like glam rock like they're painted up like kiss and then the video ends on like 90s techno yeah it's it, it always plays more musical genres than i expect it to mm-hmm. uh, i always think it's gonna end after like the the cowboy one um but yeah this i don't know a lot about josie and the pussycats but i know that i love this video yes uh we're gonna play a little bit of this is there a certain genre you want to hear uh i can kind of oh. Pick around and, and find one. We probably only have a little bit of time to listen to one genre. Oh, just play the beginning. Just play the, the beginning of it, the traditional into like the disco version. Okay. I do really love the punk though. The punk is, is very heavy yes. in the kiss version. Yes. Uh, it's it's all around all around very good. I do recommend it. Uh I am starting it at, at ten seconds. Uh hitting play now. Also, this animation is, like, very clean and excellent. I don't know yes. what era or what animator it's from. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like how the audience keeps changing, too. Yes. Like, when they're doing the Cowboy 1, they, like, get in, like, a square dance, and they're all, like, 2D. Yeah. I love how visually experimental all these groupies are, too, in addition to the music. Yeah. That's that one. That's the cowboy. The, the, the cowboys dancing. I don't like them <laughs> when they're animated like this. Uh, for specifically, Josie and the Pussycats when they're like doing the the country one. Uh huh. Like their eyes are like huge and like they have screws in their like joints. They're, they're marionettes. It's like Woody's Roundup. These are worse than marionettes. Woody didn't look like this. These are nightmare creatures. Right. This is several, several. This is like the original beta software test for Jesse. <laughs> Throw it away. Please burn it. Uh, yeah. Let's talk about Jabberjaw for a second. Um, this is... Have we been mentioning artists as we've been going? Yes. Okay. Uh, this one is... The song is by Pain which was a, I believe, a ska band uh, of the 90s. Mm-hmm. And I didn't remember this one when I watched it. It was like a fresh watching it for the oh. first time. And it's it's excellent. And I don't know how you can be a kid in the 90s, in the early 2000s, and not appreciate ska. Because it is just, <laughs> it is just a child's anthem. 
It's, ska is a very child-friendly sound. Yeah. I remember this one well from our childhood. I remember us like looking this up when YouTube came out. It, it's like 2008. We're like, can we watch the Jabberjaw Groovy on here? <laughs> I don't remember this at all. Uh, what would be a good place to start? Do you want to talk start at the beginning or oh, just end? the beginning? Oh, beginning is good. All right, uh, hitting play now. It starts with a very classic intro music, and then it just kind of gets into it, and it gets very good. Yes, and they're all like on the side of a lunchbox, like a collectible lunchbox, and then they go inside the lunchbox, and they're fighting among the food like it's Ant Man. Yeah. So, again, the animation. Excellent. I love the animation in this. It feels almost like a new kind of Scooby-Doo animation. Yes. It's really hard not to sing along with these. Yeah. You already sung at the beginning of the episode. Get it, you got it out of your system. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> only that one. Now, I watched this, and I realized I don't think I've seen a second of original Jabberjaw. Like, I've just seen this. I've seen Jabberjaw show up in, like, uh, Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated. Like, I've seen him pop up as a cameo, as a reference in later Hanna-Barbera productions. I, I've never seen original Jabberjaw, and I had to look up the kids in the show because mm-hmm. cause I'm looking at this animated band. I'm like, is this the band? Is this pain? <laughs> or is this the kids from the show? And it oh, does appear know. to... It's the kids from the show. It's the Neptunes. Jabberjaw oh. uh, play, in the show played drums... For a band of teenagers called the Neptunes, and these are uh, the updated '90s versions of them. It looks like maybe they've mixed in some visual cues from Pain. I don't. I did not look up Pain. I don't know what <laughs> composes Pain. I don't feel Pain. I don't know what Pain is. <laughs> I've never encountered Pain. Um, I want to talk about Jabberjaw for a second. Yes, because I I feel like I've seen Jabberjaw before. Uh, but maybe I haven't because he's he's, you know he's an up, he's a shark that walks upright and his fins are little arms, and he's got like a big, he's a big shark. But that's not what I'm surprised about. He, he's I got a big that. head and little arms, and he's just and, not so sure how well this plan was thought, thought through. <laughs> we will watch Meet the Robinsons one day. Yes, um, but he's got this like. These accessories that I didn't remember. He's got like a nose ring and a goatee. He looks like the lead singer of Disturbed. (laughs) That's just, it's just for this. Original Jabberjaw did not have this. This is a ska update. I got very worried that I just didn't remember that maybe this predated the lead singer of Disturbed. And this is where he got the idea. But (laughs) (laughs) he's based on Jabberjaw. Yeah. Also, when I Googled Jabberjaw earlier, I I scrolled past some article that said he was a a whale and I lost my mind. I felt like I'd been lied to. And then everything else said he was a shark. And I'm like, yeah, he's a shark. (laughs) He's a jaw. He does. They make jaw puns. He's a shark. He's a jaw. That's why he exists. Steven Spielberg. Steven Spielberg made Jaws, and then Hanna-Barbera was like, we need our own Jaws, but he plays with a band of teens, and he's fun for kids. <laughs> Please, sir. Uh, let's talk about the Ed, Ed, and Eddie uh, groovies for a second. Yes. Uh, let's talk about uh, the best one first, uh, my best friend, Plank. I, <laughs> I love this. I was yeah. watching this. It's just a 1970s folk song song. 
full of wood and tree puns, just expressing your your deep love and friendship for Plank. Yeah, it's the way they animate it. It's like he's it's Plank. It's Plank is the main <laughs> character of this video. You um, remember Plank? He looks exactly like that. Yeah, and he's just moving around, just like in these old seventies photos. Like he's coming out of an RV. He's like playing with kids at the beach, and like he jumps in the water and it splashes. It's a very cool effect. Like he's sitting by the fire. He's on a swing, uh, it, and the whole time the, great. the music is just like my best friend Plank, but a bump, but a bump, best friend Plank, and it's just like. I don't know like what band this best would be. Uh, I don't know if I have who played this music. Let me look it up real quick. I did try to get a comprehensive list of who uh, performed all the groovies or at least who wrote it. Um, you wrote down Steve Patrick. Where is that? On on your spreadsheet. Oh, I'm right on it. You're on it. Yeah, Steve Patrick. That's uh, who wrote the song. I don't know if that's who per- performed the song. Mm. But yeah. Written by Steve Patrick, but yeah, I didn't have enough time to actually research these people and figure out who they were. But yeah, that was Steve, we'll, Steve Patrick that did that. We'll have to return in the future. We'll have to come back to the past. <laughs> what I love about this video, watching it now, is that it totally works out of context. If you've never seen Ed, Ed, and Eddie, this yeah. is just like a weird video sketch. It's like, oh, that's the joke. His best friend is like this weird plank of wood with a face drawn on it, and he's singing a tree pun-filled love song to the wood. Yeah. It's like Mr. Bill. Like, oh, of course that's Mr. Bill. (laughs) He's a small clay man. There he is, Mr. Bill. Right. This is from some late-night sketch show we don't know. Yeah. Uh, Other Cartoon Network groovies for Ed and Eddie's include, uh, I think it's The Incredible Shrinking Day. Uh, This is fascinating to me. Yeah. It's a song that goes like, uh, who's the band for this song? I do uh, like it. I don't think we actually know who the band for the song is. I tried to do like my best research for like trying mm. to find these. But uh, okay. a lot of these will just say like, especially for like the Powerpuff Girls and the Dexter's Lab ones. Uh-huh. Uh, they just kind of say the Powerpuff Girls did this one. Dexter's Lab oh, did, I- did this one. I know the Powerpuff Girls ones, but um, whoever did the uh, this song, I don't even know if this is the name of the song because the song goes, I'm not coming in anymore. Everything I want and need is just outside the store. So it's kind of spiritually similar to Ed, Ed, and Eddie. Like, no, I don't want to be inside. I don't want to be chained down. I don't want to be told what to do. I just want to go out and roam around and hang out with my friends. And the concept for the video is you see the Eds wake up in the morning and they're like going about their day and then ed's little sister sarah gives them all a potion that that shrinks them down to doll size and then she puts them in her dollhouse yeah and then they grow big and bust out of the dollhouse it reminds me it reminds me a lot of the sabrina episode of pokemon yes i thought you were gonna say uh, an episode of sabrina the teenage witch and i'm like no. i don't remember that <laughs> no this is specifically uh whatever that sabrina episode where the she G- shrunk yes. ash misty and brock down to dolls yes i remember it very well what's fascinating about this video to me is that uh whoever made it looks like they just 
were given the concept art of who Ed, Ed, Nettie, and Sarah were. Yeah, so it's, it's really, it's it's negligent of canon. Uh, I don't know, I can buy into this this sci-fi concept that Sarah's like made a potion to like trick the boys into becoming these like little dolls, but it's not really what she's like in the show. And what bugs me is that you see the boys like wake up and it's not the same backgrounds or settings. We're missing out on Eddie's cool room. And Double D gets up and like he goes under his bed to look for something and his room is so messy and like Double D would never allow that to happen. <laughs> this He's is so wrong. organized. You did this wrong. Everything is labeled. His bed has a sticky label on it that labels it as bed. <laughs> he would know better. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a it's a very fun video. It feels a lot like Toy Story too. It does. It is. I do like it. It looks great. Is there any other uh, Ed and Eddie videos you want to talk about before we move on to? I think we'll do Powerpuff Girls next, and then end on Dexter's Lab. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get to Powerpuff Girls. Powerpuff Girls. The a lot of these are unique in that we had a CD as a kid that came out either alongside the Powerpuff Girls movie. Or, like, after the Powerpuff Girls movie. I remember that, this. That just had a bunch of Powerpuff Girls-inspired music that was either... I don't know if they played it during the movie or if it was, like, credits music. They do that a okay. lot with kids' music where they'll they'll stuff the credits with music in order to put it on the soundtrack and, and sell the soundtrack. No, this soundtrack was something special. And I think it predates the Powerpuff Girls movie, which I think came out in, like, 2002, I think I bought this in like 2000. I think I have had this since I was like 10. Um, And it's a concept album. It's a narrative album. It's all these amazing original songs specifically written for and about the Powerpuff Girls. And at the end of every song, there's like a a dialogue bit with sound effects. Like all these songs are supposed to illustrate... Oh, it's I like do a, it's, remember this. It's like a rock opera. Like we see everybody's perspective of like this big fight. So like the power, like the Powerpuff Girls get a song. They each get an individual song. Mojo has a song. The mayor has a song. Professor Utonium has a song. I looked this all up on YouTube. The album is called Powerpuff Girls: Heroes and Villains, and mm. I want to shout out a particular song on that album that I wish they made a groovy for it, but it would have been too dark. It's a song by Frank Black called Better Pray for the Girls. We're like the citizens of Townsville all have a haunting dream and they think it's a premonition. They're like, something bad's going to happen to the Powerpuff Girls. There are only hopes. We have to pray for them. And it's such a, a moody, dramatic song to be in this context. I love I, it. I don't remember this at all. I will have to go back and listen to that. Yes. Look this, look this album up on YouTube. It's really something special. There are so there are a few uh, Saturday morning groovies that are for the Powerpuff Girls. I mm. didn't watch all of them because there were so many. Um, mm. First ones that, that come out to mind again. I'm going to start with the best one: "Go Monkey Go." Uh, yeah, a Devo song. Devo song. Devo did this. We're gonna we're gonna listen to it a little bit in a sec. Um, but yeah, Devo did this. They handled it perfectly. It's just a song about Mojo Jojo. And it's so in the other Cartoon Network movies when they're like remixed and edited around, they re- mm. they move the footage around. In this, they take the cells and like put them on different backgrounds, yeah, and like animate them in loops, almost as like back background dancers. Mm-hmm. Mixed in with like live action footage of I assume Devo or some dancers in Devo esque <laughs> Mojo Joju costumes, which yeah, they're, uh, they're, they're amazing, just... and I I want to either 
either that's a Halloween goal or that's squad <laughs> goals. I don't know. I don't know which one. Yeah. They're all dressed like Mojo Jojo, and he's got that big, like, term, uh, turban helmet thing over his exposed yeah. brain. It's it's that visual design, but it's the Devo hat. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's amazing. It's uh, great. This this was definitely, like, a never skip when it came up on the commercials. Like, mm. I will stop what I'm doing. I need to watch this. I can't go check on Nickelodeon. I can't go check on the other Disney Channel. Uh, yeah, I have to watch this. Let's, let's play this uh, from the beginning. Uh, because it just, it's just so good. All right. Uh, mm-hmm. hitting play now. It starts with a siren. What's the, what was the female monkey's girl? Girl's name? Oh, oh, I t- oh, Moko Jono? <laughs> Maybe. It was the episode where there was, they gave Mojo Jojo a love interest only to betray the, him at the end. It was the Beatles episode. One of the best episodes of the series. You mean the beat alls. Yes, meet the beat alls. Fuzzy provides the rock. Yeah. Let's hear a little bit of this. Honestly, thank you, Devo, for doing this. <laughs> it's, it's so good. I'm going to let it get to Go Monkey Go and then I'll cut it off. Um, but yeah, they, they throw in like him hitting a bunch of buttons to the time of the music and like yes. a weird monkey face floating around. Here we go. Yeah. Yeah, good luck getting that out of your head. <laughs> it is infectious. It is. I yeah, also it's, so it's so good. I also really love the um the other prevalent Powerpuff Girls groovy, which is the which song uh Oh, uh, this one? Uh, yeah, the song The Signal in the Sky by the band The Apples in Stereo. Yeah. This is another song from that album. I love this song. I love that it's about how the Powerpuff Girls want to like go play and their friends want to hang out with them. And they're like, nope, Mayor sent the signal in the sky. Mayor needs us. We got to go. Bye. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I love that the Powerpuff Girls was a story about three kindergartners that the city is completely reliant upon and they can't do anything without them yeah (laughs) it's kind of a weird scenario they find themselves in that could only fit in a cartoon not to say that you can't find girls to be heroes or Mm. any message like that it's that these are super these are three super powered little girls uh and we can't live our lives without them they (laughs) any problem we have we need them to solve Including all, including all the problems they start themselves. That's true. That's true. I really want to go back and watch more Powerpuff Girls because I think it was great not only as a as a cartoon, as fun action adventure, cute little girl stuff. I think it was great as a superhero story. The Powerpuff yeah. Girls movie is one of my favorite superhero movies. Legitimately, yeah. we, that's that's a really good take. Uh, I. We definitely need to watch that again. It's and watch it's that the best. The <laughs> it's the best superhero origin movie. Yeah, honestly, if you wanna if you wanna come on for the Powerpuff Girls movie, anyone, if you wanna guest, let us know. Uh, tweet at us uh, Saturday Mo Pod uh, or email us Saturday Mo Pod at gmail um, So let's listen to a little bit of Signal in the Sky. Uh, do you remember the Apples and Stereo? Do you know them at all beyond I this think song? I- 
I think I've seen like one or two other other songs show up in Spotify playlists for me. Mm. I need to listen I lo- to more of them because I, I like the sound. This sounds great. Yeah. Let's listen and to a mu- little bit. Oh, go ahead. No, I'm just saying the music video is it is the band uh, oh, and yeah. they're like superimposed into this. They dressed somebody up like that giant multi-eyed fish monster who the Powerpuff Girls fight in one episode, so, mm-hmm. like the old Godzilla movies. So there's somebody dressed as that fish kaiju just stomping around and destroying a fake Townsville while they've, while they've cropped in the band members playing every citizen of the town, like running yeah. around screaming. Which is a good premise for a music video from the 90s. It's fun. Classic. All right. Uh, From a minute in, hitting play now. I also like that there's like a bunch of billboards for them around the city. Like, (laughs) remember? It's them. Oh, did you see that phallic imagery? The what? Oh, phallic imagery. Uh, There is the bowling alley. I'll go. I'll go back and. Oh! Oh, I didn't notice that. All I noticed about the bowling alley is that the sign on it says "bowling rink" (laughs) and not "bowling alley." They just came out of the billboard. What were you doing there? (laughs) That's where they live. That's their clubhouse. So that's that. I'm going to go back to that bowling alley real quick. Yeah, it's just a, a pan and two balls. Yeah, it's just two balls at the base. Yeah, there it is. Like, Oh, yep. Yeah. That's absolutely couldn't not be phallic imagery. Uh, <laughs> but it's also so so normal that I've seen this video 20 times. This is the sure. first time I'm thinking about it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. This this video was either like on. We Didn't we own the Powerpuff Girls video in movie in some way? No. no i rented it from blockbuster a lot that's what it was <laughs> we owned it through blockbuster <laughs> i uh, really when we went to blockbuster all the time i really wish that like they would have given us when that blockbuster closed like they called us up like hi wilkinson family loyal customers <laughs> for years uh here are your stats this is uh, the <laughs> one pokemon tape that your daughter rented over and over and over again yep Man, give me my give me my stat breakdown. Hey, right. Give us send us your your uh, blockbuster stat breakdown. Uh, <laughs> Twitter uh, at Saturday Emo Pod hashtag blockbuster stats. <laughs> I wish I had a blockbuster trading card that was like oh, what man. I rented the most. I wish they would have called you like when the store closed. Like you have first right of refusal. Do you want to buy this tape? <laughs> you, you rented it the most. It feels like it belongs with you. That's too much foresight for back then, I think. Nowadays, maybe, but they didn't care back then. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so there's, there's a couple other car- uh, Powerpuff Girls groovies. Uh, Chemical X, uh, Buttercup, I'm a, I'm a Supergirl. I think Buttercup, I'm a Supergirl is shown in Knife, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. 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 Which I think they play that song at live shows as well. Oh, good. Yeah. I'm, I don't remember if, where I heard that, but I do remember that from something. Uh, I don't remember Chemical X very well. Oh, yeah, Chemical X was... I took a note of this because I don't know who did it, but it sounds very good. Mmm, play a little bit of it for me. Okay. 
I'm, I didn't plan to do this much editing, but I'm going to. Yeah. You don't <laughs> have to myself. put this in. I just want to hear it uh, for my own life. No, no, I have to put it in now. Uh, I don't know. See, this is another thing because you have those uh, music video credits in the bottom left corner. Yeah. Where typically it'll say like the artist, the like the song, the uh, album, and like the record company. This just says like the Powerpuff Girls. I'm a super girl. You know, Rhino Records. You know, the Powerpuff Girls. Like they did the song. It's them. <laughs> no one else <laughs> could have done this. They which do sucks. have a little band. Yeah. I mean, they do, but all right. Uh, from 10 seconds in, hitting play now. Oh, yeah. This is a it's later like, song. It, it kind of like a Black Eyed Peas song, but I'm not exactly sure what else. It I, does I'm sure sound this, like... It, it is a very, like, mid-2000s kind of hip-hop, cute pop song. Like, th- this probably would have played on Radio Disney. Yeah. Um, oh, it's using clips from the movie, specifically. Okay. Yeah, like I said, let me double check when the movie came out and where I can watch it again. Yeah. Yep, yeah, 2002. Yeah, I doubt we can find who did that song while we're recording. Um, because we have a show to do. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, let's... I think that's all the Cartoon Network groovies for Powerpuff Girls. Um, take a quick look. They really had, like, the majority. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, well, because they had that album to base stuff off of. And Dexter must have also had an album. He, Yeah, he must have, because that's the same thing with the music video credits happens to him, where it's like, oh, the song was by Dexter's Lab. He did this. <laughs> uh, these ones are a bit more recognizable. They Might Be Giants did another song for Dexter's Lab. That's the one I was uh, singing at the beginning of the episode. They have a song called Dee Dee and Dexter that is animated in the style of like a 1960s anime. Yeah, it's very, it's very, um, what's that, uh, that Simpsons, uh, prop? Oh, like, Mr. Sparkle. It's very Mr. Sparkle. <laughs> yeah, it fits right in because I remember Dexter did a, uh, a speed racer parody episode called mock five. Yeah, it was very good. <laughs> Everything Dexter did. was great. Except for I gotta any, revi- any latent misogynist. <laughs> <laughs> I got to revisit Dexter. I couldn't get into it as much when I was a kid. Cause I didn't like how silent it was. Like I recognized that was the strength of the show, but also I was like, but me personally, I'd like to hear more talking, please. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I do really want to do his movie, Ego Trip, on the yeah. podcast as well. But again, if you know where to find it, please let us know, because I can't find a full version uh, on the internet to find, to, to, to watch in its entirety. Yeah, I um, also, I really want to do an episode on Ed, Ed, and Eddie's big picture show, which I think I oh, might yeah. have on like an old hard drive, but it didn't look like it was on HBO Max. I don't know where it <laughs> no. may be found. Yeah, we definitely need to watch that. Was that the one where they found his brother? Or was that a different one? Uh, no, that is where they find his brother. That was the uh, series finale movie. I think yeah. it aired in like 2009. Ed, Ed, and Eddie was the longest running of the cartoon cartoon shows. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Rest in peace to its uh, creator that passed away. Oh. Uh, yeah. It, otherwise, I would look forward to more of it. But it's, you know, I don't think it would be right to make more of it without him. Um, mm-hmm. Let's talk a little bit more about uh, Dexter's uh, 
groovy. I almost said music videos. I guess so. Um, yeah. You got the classic uh, Back to the Lab again. Which uh, features the uh, the crow and servo looking robots. Yeah, they they that was like a very specific episode where they just kind of walked around and like talked and like annoyed him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember. I made this like <laughs> this this uh, drive sheet categorizing them and like finding. Uh, there it is. Yeah, this was the one that was just artist was Dexter's laboratory. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, there's back to the lab again. Uh, yeah, Dee Dee and Dexter. What else was there? I thought there was like one more before the big one. Oh yeah, there was the Coolio one. Dexter, what's his name? Uh, <laughs> there's no. I love what he says. Is there's no young boy cartoon genius better? <laughs> Nowhere. <laughs> That's never which been is, done before. Which is and like this music video, it's one of the ones they did in the style where they like film the artist against a green screen and then they put them like on the stage of the Cartoon Cartoon Fridays hangout where they've yeah. like put in a lot of the different characters and like they're all dancing around him. And I'm like, cool, I think it's a very rude thing to say when Double D is right there. <laughs> and Mandark. Take it easy. Yeah, take it down. Right, hold on. I don't know if Otto's I think Otto only knew history. I don't think he was very smart otherwise. Yeah. Um Yeah, so yeah, Coolio had a little platform uh groovy like that. There was also <laughs> a, a Reverend Horton Heat groovy, uh mm-hmm. like like the Coolio one, but for Johnny Bravo. Yeah, uh, that sounds like, fun. It was just called Hey Johnny Bravo. Uh which I didn't know they did one. I, I was nice to see Reverend Horton Heat, Rev Reverend H H. But yeah, let's talk about the best, maybe the best Dexter's Lab. It's so back to the lab again is very good. It's very catchy. Mm. Uh, you can listen. You can hear it by looking at the thumbnail, kind of. Um, y- yeah. Uh, but let's talk about. I just passed it. Uh, Dexter's Secret Formula by yes. Will I Am. <laughs> this is great because you. No, they made this by just filming Will I Am moving around in front of a green screen, and then they just and put him onto animation cells. Like, and I mean, Will that's I kind am- of that's kind of how they did things back then. Even just regular music videos, they would just like, okay, perform the song. And then we'll take something else and put it behind you. That's just how music videos were for a while. And I know this is impossible, and this is a very silly sentence to say, but it is very clear that Will I Am and Dexter were never in the same room. <laughs> you know what that means. <laughs> All right, let's listen to it a little bit. We're going to play from the beginning for this. Uh, hitting play now. The beat is very good. It's nice to see mm. Will I Am in his very nice knit cap. Yeah. This one maybe got in my head the most. Yeah. That's his power. Yeah. Remember when Will I Am was an X Men? Who was he? Uh, I don't remember what if he had like a. Uh, I don't know if he had a full name. He was in, so he was an X Men Origins Wolverine. He oh, okay, because I the most forgotten one. Right, like I feel like I have only been shown the scene where it's like the the proto version of Deadpool and like a proto version of Gambit. Like I've seen that 
I've never seen all of that film, and I know people are out there shaking their heads like, yeah, you don't have to, but, like, I want to. I'm kind of of a superhero completionist. I don't care how bad it is. I want to see every superhero movie from my lifetime. Yeah. You could see it. I mean... I I know. There's nothing stopping me. I'd just be watching it alone. Yeah, I... He, I like Will I Am. So, I, uh, yeah, I like Will I Am in, like, most of the things he does, uh, especially in X-Men Origins Wolverine. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, I think they killed him off, like, in the background. They're just like, where is he? Like, oh, oh he, got, no. he got killed. Uh, which sucks. Uh, but, yeah, that's the uh, the Dexter's Lab groupies. Uh, a couple other honorable mentions before we get out of here. Um, the Adamant one. Uh, I will not honorably mention Pepe Le Pew. He is not our honorable man. And then we have oh the uh, the courage one yes where it's courage I, hearts full of love I uh, don't remember this and this seems like it is a later one like maybe after I wasn't watching as much Cartoon Network this is great it's this beautiful like sultry siren song and the music video is it's like it's Eustace and Muriel, but they're like a hip 1960s couple and they're throwing yeah. a party. And this is like a girl at the party who's singing a song to Courage, but she's like a malevolent force and things start going <laughs> wrong and, and Courage is freaking out. They're like, Courage, just listen to the nice lady's song about you. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very nifty. It reminds me a lot of... <laughs> Perfect word. Yeah, I don't. It reminds me a lot of a bare naked ladies music video, but I can't remember which one. Uh, huh. It reminded but, me of like, you know, it looks like The Incredibles. Uh, yeah, it, it looks like yeah. a Fantastic Four. We've yet to see everything mm. of that era. Yeah, it's 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 a good one. Uh, and we also have uh, Roland, the Cartoon mm-hmm. Network groovy for like Betty Boop using soul coughing song Roland. Yeah, uh, this one's fun. Yeah, this one's just like reused old footage to to roll in. Uh, mm-hmm. It's like a like a race music video. Yeah, like she's racing around in a car. Betty Boop did many things. Yeah, uh, and also there was we didn't we didn't we talked about this earlier. It I don't know if this is really considered a groovy. Uh, it's the Teen Titans Go or sorry, it's the Teen Titans theme song uh, by Hi Hi Puffy Ami Yumi, but they're mm-hmm. live action and they're like interacting with the uh footage and with the characters yeah uh, kind of mirroring them and stuff like that it's it's very good to hear them again and to see them again yeah. we're, def- we're definitely going to cover their show at some point oh uh, yeah yeah also uh teen titans go is good get over it uh <laughs> yeah that's most of the uh, the cartoon Network groovies that we could get our hands on thank yeah, you for listening yeah. to this this weirder uh <laughs> kind of an unusual t- uh format for our show where you just kind of talk about music videos yeah um, i'd i'd love to do this again in the future i we have to cover that powerpuff girls album yeah uh, this this, this I, gave us a lot of material for the future right we st- <laughs> we have a bunch of like weird cartoon soundtracks we could cover i still own mm. like six pokemon cds we have the mystery of music inspired by pokemon <laughs> una nana nula <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of songs on that. That's that's very good. Simpsons um, sing the blues. Man, we used to listen to a lot of Simpsons songs in the car. Yes. And that's why we are this way. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Mel, uh, you picked Groovies. 
Um, yes. It's my turn to pick what we're watching next. Uh, so it feels like for the past little while, uh, when we don't have guests on, we've been picking like, hey, do you remember this? And I've been picking like, hey, do you remember this? Mm-hmm. So I want to pick something that I don't think either of us has watched. Okay. Uh, it is a TV show called The Raccoons. The Raccoons? The Raccoons. It's just called The Raccoons. It's a Canadian animated show uh, from like the, the 80s to like the 90s. Uh, we're only going to be watching episodes from season one. We're going to be watching episode uh, two, three, and nine of episode of season one. Uh, and uh, yeah, I I don't think you've never heard of the show, right? This, I think I came across this when Googling hose hounds, but you I don't think did. I'd seen it before that. Yeah. Yeah. Tanner might have mentioned this uh, or, or said something about this. Um, or if not, I hope Tanner enjoys that we're going to be talking about the raccoons and this was a show they enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, look forward to us wondering what the heck is going on with the raccoons. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. Um, if you would like to leave us a five-star review, you'll get read aloud on the show. Uh, iTunes, I can check about it and check every now and then to see if we reviews. It really helps if you send us screenshots, though. I don't even care if they're still up. I just appreciate it. But yeah, uh, if you would like to talk to us, give us recommendations on things to watch. If you would like to inquire about being a guest on the show, uh, email us, uh, SaturdayMOPod at gmail.com. Or, or tweet us at SaturdayMOPod. If you want to talk to me on Twitter, I'm at James Wilk. Mel? I am at WilkyBet on Instagram and Twitter. And you can listen to my other podcasts, uh, The Review Show. Every week we talk about a new media thing, kind of like a book club format. We watch season one of My Hero Academia one week. <laughs> this week we're watching the Netflix crime movie The Devil All the Time. So it's we jump around a lot. You can find an episode for yourself. Uh, this is on the Whatnots Network. I'm also on the show as The Captain's Log, which is our weekly off-topic nonsense chat show. And uh, maybe depending on when this episode is coming out, this is happening or, or already has happened, we have a feed called The Reactor Core, which is for discussions of brand new hot things. And that's core like Green Lantern Core, not core like the middle of something. Uh, And we're going to be doing weekly episodes for Falcon and the Winter Soldier and the shows beyond that. Loki, what if, as they come out, all the Marvel stuff on Disney+. Plus. Nice. I think this will be coming out around May or June, but I might be mistaken. Okay, Um, maybe just in time for Loki then. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, thank you guys uh, so much for listening. Uh, Mel, why don't you sign us off? All right. Relax. Kick back. It's Saturday. It's Saturday. Dang, nabbit, I can never find a parking space after lunch. Cartoon Network keeps adding stars without adding parking space. Oh, There's a space. Reserved for Papa Smurf. Bloody freaking die. Wise Papa Smurf. Corrupted by his own power. Can no leader go undated? Hey, fellas, looking for a parking space? You can take mine. Now, this guy's a true hero. Could have sworn I parked in the Wally Gator F lot. Or was it in. Now I remember. I flew into work today. Silly me. Oh, brother. 
Oh, man, look, there's one, there's one. All right, boys, I need your foot power to help me gun it. Mm-hmm.